0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Simply Talk, a show brought to you by Simply Creative. Today, I'm joined by Jonathan Vargas uh, and my co-host, Jeffrey Creightney. My name is Andres Sarmiento, and welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: we have a special guest today. We have a writer, director, a guy that is the epitome of putting his head down and working. He does what he says he's going to do, and he gets the job freaking done. I bring you guys
2: Jonathan Vargas. Wow. Let's make some noise for that introduction as they do on Drink Chats. Let's make some noise for that. Yeah. yeah, let's get cue the cue, the sound cues. because we don't got no
1: live audience.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that intro. That That's what's up. That's what's up. But um, but yeah, man, I mean, like he said, I, I am a filmmaker. You know, right now I, I've been work, I've been doing film for about like eight to nine years. I started doing that in around 2013, but it started off as just shorts and Little by little, I just kept doing them and kept doing them and just cranking them out. And, you know, around last year before COVID, you know, I was eventually going to start working on a feature film. And then COVID happened. And then I just decided that, okay, you know what? Let me still continue to do a a feature film, but do something else. And, you know, it's been a year later and here we are. A lot of people don't know you're one of the original OGs
1: when it comes to like making films down in South Florida, like many like before i even start started you were already doing it you were like what 2011
2: 2012 i'd say like 2013 but i wouldn't say i'm an og like i'm not really i don't know like i I don't consider myself an og or or a legend or nothing like that because really outside of florida like nobody knows who i am but also touching basis on what you were
0: saying about like quantity over quality i think when you're starting out, to an extent it might be based on individual perspective but It's. I think it's important to kind of like try to crank out as much as possible at first, because you're trying to like discover your identity as a filmmaker, as a storyteller. You're trying to build the discipline because you're I mean, at the end of the day, let's be real. You learn by fucking up. So what what better (laughs) way to learn than just kind of like shoot shit, like throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. And then hopefully by the time that you get to a place where people may recognize you, you already have a know-how of what works, what doesn't work. And you just kind of like keep adding
2: layers on that experience or that that tree. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm with you on that. Like, but here's the thing. At the time, I wasn't thinking like that. Where, like, you know, when I was younger, when I was cranking out the projects, like, because the thing was for me at that time, And and, you know, I've said it before, like, I started getting into film because I saw that as a way to get noticed. Like I was doing that to be like, oh, you know what? I want to be like everybody else. I want to be noticed. This shit's going to make me popular. I'm going to make money off this. And you really start to grow up a little bit. You start to surround yourself with people who educate you in this business. You realize like that's not the mindset to have. And as I got older, I realized like I'm not in it for like the money, because if I was really in it for the money, I would have studied to be a lawyer or a doctor. I just want people to be entertained with the product that I put out. And if I'm able to entertain at least 80 percent of the audience then I did my job and but like you said like if you keep fucking up and but you learn from your mistakes you get better so it's like an exercise that's how I always say like when you make a film it's like you know you're doing your reps when you go into the gym every day and if you continue and you continue you get better at it
0: I think that's the worst part that I probably didn't include in that statement that it's not something you realize at first it's like after you get all the experience both good and bad then from there it's your your you're your responsibility to reflect and redirect to kind of like re-improve and re-challenge yourself so it's not a perspective that's from the get-go uh, and that kind of leads me to a question of like when was that shift for you that you're like I need to like pr- probably start redeveloping the way I perceive things maybe I should focus more on like quality maybe I should focus like I'm not sure what the what you're outlook on it was but walk us through that if you may
2: so i remember it was like around 2017 and i was like just basically i remember the year before i had cranked out like seven to eight short films and at the time i'm like i don't give a fuck i'm just cranking them out cranking them out whatever try to get and then i remember i did a film that you cannot find anywhere But it was so bad that I that even like even my 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 parents who, you know, of course, they're being biased. They're going to support you no matter what. Even they were like, that was a piece of shit. And that was where I just stopped and I realized, like, what am I doing? Like, why? Like, what's the purpose of doing this? okay yes, I'm getting experience. Yes, I'm creating my own projects. But like, am I going to continue putting out mediocre or shitty quality short films? Or am I going to stop and take my time and get a little bit, a little bit better at this and just start getting a little bit recognized in the talents that I have? And that's where where after like in that year 2017 and forward is where I started to slow down a little bit and I started to focus more on you know just developing these scripts and actually doing second to third to fourth, sometimes fifth drafts, because a majority of the scripts that I did back then it was the first draft.
0: 2017 keeps resurrecting from everyone's topics like we started the podcast talking about 2017 how 2017 was the year where we were all pushing ourselves i did a film festival i did four short films i did this jeffrey did his first short film and it's insane how when we take a moment to like look back 2017 was uh, like the shifting point for everyone's career or perspective alone
1: it was one of those years where everyone felt like they had to compete against each other. You know, it's like, <laughs> Oh, I saw someone doing something. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know what I mean? But what I can say though about John and, in and, the whole grand scheme of it all, like, you know, you said some good stuff there. You know, I think um, Jordan Peele mentioned, like, you know, when you're making a script, you're just throwing sand in a box and later on you build these nice castles. It's kind of what John does. John's just like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to write this script. This is what I'm going to be doing it about and then he keeps you updated along the way as well. He lets you know like, all right, script's getting written, I'm gonna have a rough draft, I'm, then I'm gonna get some feedback on it, then I'm gonna go ahead and revise it some more, bam, and we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be better. Um, and I give you a lot of credit for that because you, you, you've been always, from me knowing you, a man of like your word when, you, when you're doing something, you know, and that, yeah. and that goes back to like the film negativity. The entire time you were always the man of your word on,
2: on that film. Yeah, no. And I appreciate you saying that because like and I'm sure you two have dealt with this where you're you're involved in a project or you're involved with someone and you're they're lying to you. They're not being honest with you. They're not telling you the truth. They're beating behind the bush. They're bullshitting you. They're jerking you off behind your back. And it's like, listen, like, I, I, I don't like I don't like being lied to. I rather be honest with you and tell you exactly what's going on than lie to you, because then it's like you kind of lose respect to that person. So I rather just update you and let you know what's up, because I'm sure that, yeah, you'll be bummed out with the bad news I have to give you. But then you'll be thinking like, well, at least he told me, at least I know what's going on. At least he's giving me updated because I I don't like surprises. I don't like working in secrecy because I don't believe in that. I feel like, you know, for me, film is a collaborative thing. Film is teamwork and this is why this is another thing that I also stopped doing uh, after 2016 like a lot of filmmakers they always like in the title credits I don't know I'm going off but like they always put a film by so and so I don't do that anymore I I, I always leave myself for last I'd rather give everybody else credit because I feel like all, all I'm doing is just orchestrating the band everybody else is bringing it to life. I feel like they deserve more credit than I do because they're going out of their way to basically bring my vision to life. So I, would rather just get everybody involved and tell everybody what's going on and give them a glimpse of what they see, because I'm also developing a trust with the actor and the crew. Because the thing is, if I like the person and we get along very well and we're able to do good stuff, I want to continue working with this person. Because I feel like if we can make, if we can do something good in the past, Let's continue doing it in the future and probably do better stuff. So I, that's why I've always been honest and I've always been like upfront because I, I don't like lying and I, and I suck at lying and I, I've tried to lie and I always get caught because as you, as you know me, Jeffrey, like I don't have a poker face. I am very, very animated when it comes to my, my face and not to mention I'm talking with my hand. So that just tells you everything right there.
1: What was the whole thought process behind saying, you know, all right, I want to do this during this time. Um, And not just being active, like what was the what was the the, like the the whole root of it of you wanting to go ahead and do negativity?
2: So I'll I'll go back, you know, I'll give some backstory to this. So me and Jeffrey, we were supposed to work on uh, side effects and side effects was was going to be my first feature film. And it was based on a short film that I did in 2017 and it came out in 2018. And that film for me Um, the short version, we were submitting it to various film festivals and we were winning countless awards. And that's when I decided, you know what, we have something here. Let's make it into a feature. We already had the cast. We already had, we already had everything set up and ready to go. And then COVID happened. And within those like two to three months, I would say like around from March to like May Um, I again, me and I'm pretty sure I don't know. I'm pretty sure you guys were going through this, too. I was going through like a mental breakdown. I just could not handle this. I was like, you know, just being stuck at home, even though I am somewhat of a homebody, just not interacting with friends, not seeing family, uh, just basically going to work and feeling really fucking depressed to where like I can't. I don't have my creative juices. I don't have anything that's inspiring me because right now we don't know how serious this, this Rona is. And I remember at times I'm thinking, is this the end? Are we ever going to make movies again? Are we ever going to create stuff again? And then what inspired me to do negativity was on CBS. There's a show on there called all rise, which is about an African-American female judge that works in LA. So they had already started shooting the first season But they didn't finish the the season finale. So what they did was because of COVID, they shot the entire thing as a Zoom meeting. Now, I know that, you know, FaceTime movies and all that have been done before. But I just stopped and I said, wait a minute. What if I do something like this, but get but get COVID involved? Like so my movie, I'll just give a summary of it. Negativity takes place during COVID. It takes place in of April of 2020. And the movie is about a character named Sean, who happens to be a con artist who's hustling people out of his mama's house, selling fake masks, hand sanitizers, pills that prevent you from getting the coronavirus. And he owes money to various gangsters around the city of Miami. And he has until the end of the day to pay these people off. But while all that is going on, because he's such a scumbag, he keeps digging himself into a deeper hole to where like it's this is it's probably it's going to end nasty. And while all that is going on, like his family and his friends and people that are close to him are being affected by you know what's going on with COVID and everything else. And I the thing was with me for this project too that I also want to mention was it was very personal for me because uh, a lot a lot of what I was seeing out there. I, I I wrote it down I'm just like just basically just speaking my mind on this and I will say this uh, the character of sean he has a he has a sister by the name of Brianna who's in the film uh, a lot of her dialogue her character is basically like someone who is scared of the coronavirus doesn't want to go out she is basically wearing a mask at all times even in her own house like I a lot of how what she was feeling, what she was saying was what I was feeling at the time, because I was like scared shitless of this thing because I didn't want to catch it and I knew two people that caught it and died from it. So I, I like it was very personal for me because I was also even exploring the relationship between uh, Sean, Brianna and their mom to where they have such a like a, a, a dysfunctional relationship amongst each other. And that relationship was based off my family and my mom. So I was very happy to include that because this is the first time I ever worked on anything where it was personal to me.
0: On my end, when I'm writing movies, I tend to write to like create an outlet for me to express something that's kind of bottled up. But something I don't always expect uh, is that even when we wrap up, I realize I learned something in the process. Is there something that you learned after wrapping up that project since it was so personal to you?
2: Well, if there's one thing that I learned. Um, and this is just me, it's more like a, a family thing. Like I learned that like I really, really app- I need to appreciate life a little bit more because you know, you're here today and then you're gone tomorrow. And I, I the thing was, it wasn't until this project where I truly, truly appreciated and was blessed with what I was doing because I I knew filmmakers who are better than me have won awards, countless awards, they get money off this, and they're basically at home waiting to do something. I sat there and I was just thinking, like, I'm blessed to be doing this. Like, I should be cher- cherishing this more. I shouldn't be, like, stressed out and feel like, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough. This is not good. Like, I just sat there one day and just went, I should be blessed for even trying to do this, for even going out there and just doing it and making it happen, because not everyone is, can do it. Not everyone has the luxury to do that. I, I was, you know, not not realizing that how blessed I was to even do this and be around people that I loved working with. And what I also learned about this project, and it's more of a personal thing, was that I, I realize now that I, I kind of like because of COVID and everything, like I have to be appreciative of my family and, and appreciate the fact that no matter what, they've been supporting me with this. So. I'm also blessed for that, too. That was a lesson that I learned. It was really just family because I have to say, like, um, I know I'm not going to spoil or anything like that, but like when I was watching a rough cut of the film, I realized like, man, I got to call my mom because like I'm not that close to her like that. So like that kind of inspired me to uh, build my relationship, make my relationship better with my mom. So, yeah, that that was an experience.
1: Storytelling is always incorporating some realism, even if it's, you know, subconsciously We, we, we write about our lives in so many different ways you know what I mean? It, it does help us along the way you you writing this film, you, you want to speak to people about your life personally on, on some level and also help you, you know, maybe like gain that closeness that you were were lacking in other areas with your family and, and things like that. So it's amazing what film does in that regard. What would you say was like out of all of it all the most challenging and yet rewarding part of it at the same
2: time? the most challenging for me I I would probably say like just just get just showing up on set like when when we were shooting all the scenes with you and Stacy who plays his mom and Ruby plays his daughter like I mean the sister like that was the most challenging for me because we had to set that up and this was at a time when COVID was really bad I mean granted COVID's bad now but like This was at a time where there was like a level of anxiety going on and I I was getting kind of scared. I'm thinking like, are we going to pull this off? Is someone going to catch Rona? Like vaccines at that time wasn't even coming out. And it was such a challenging experience just to get everyone to show up and feel comfortable amongst each other. And then once we were done shooting those scenes, it was like wow, that was great. Like, we were able to do this. We were able to, like, do something and still make it happen. And it was all beautiful and magical. So I would say that that was an experience. That was the best experience that I had. And the most rewarding part of it all. The most rewarding part for me was working with new people that I've never worked with and developing a relationship with them. And also, um, I have to say, with Jeffrey as well, because until this project, and I'm just being blunt, like, we didn't really know each other. And I was, I, you know, like I, I was a little nervous working with him at first because I didn't really know him. And I'm pretty sure he didn't know me. I'm sure, I don't know if you felt the same way too, but like after this project, our relationship grew stronger and I felt like our friendship developed a lot better. In fact, and, I, and that's a rewarding thing for me because the fact that we were, we were able to finish this project and we still became friends, that's a plus. That's a reward for me. What is something, one piece of advice that
0: you would give a newcomer that you wish were, that someone would have told you when you started?
2: My word of advice, I think that, no one gave me this advice, but this is an advice I give everyone. Just shoot. Just make movies. Make them, It doesn't matter what they are, whether it's documentaries, TikTok videos, stories. I mean, We are so blessed to be, you know, to be in the in the era that we're in now because, I mean, we can make a movie out of our fucking phones. You know, like the the fact that you have a camera, a 4K camera on your in your pocket, you should be making movies. I don't care what it is. It could be fucking shadow puppets for all I know. If you're making something, it's a way to grow. It's a way to connect. And all and another advice I give to everybody, uh, accept constructive criticism accept it. Do not take it personal. Do not get all in your feelings. Take it. Embrace it. Just swallow your pride, but learn from it. Because when you get that constructive criticism and you listen and you understand what you did wrong, learn from it. So those are two things I would always give advice with people. Make movies and accept constructive criticism.
0: I always tell people that if you have the mental state of like, acknowledging that you will never know everything you're always gonna keep climbing on top the moment you you say oh i'm the best i know everything i'm like i'm the bomb i think that's where you hit a plateau on growth so i think it's very important what you're saying literally just pick up a phone press record and tell a story uh create something the hardest part is just coming up with idea
1: what is creativity to you magic
0: simple and to the
1: point right? simple magic it is magic john vargas man it was a pleasure brother speaking with you talking with you man you are like i said the epitome of hard work keeping your head down you're going to do something no matter how small the crew is you pulled it off i can't wait to see what you do with negativity where it goes and uh man i do hope that you come back on again that i do oh, hope not even worried definitely. about us working together i'm, I'm worried about you come back on here
2: I'd rather that more. (laughs) I appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on, man. This was fun, man. I'm glad that we were able to talk and we're able to like network and you know get the get this stuff out here. I kind of wish this was longer, man, but this was still fun.
1: It's It's always that way. It's It's always that way. It's
0: only a start, but yeah, I hope you guys watching learned something. I think this is a huge example that no matter the obstacle, you can always achieve what you want to pursue and remember creativity has no limits unless you set them and yeah thank you guys for watching it was a pleasure having you on the show and with that um stay creative